What's up, everybody? This is Big Nate, and this is the podcast. Let's talk about creepy stuff. Pretty self-explanatory. We're going to talk about creepy stuff. Places, things, people, anything creepy. It's always been an interest of mine. So, stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, guys. Sorry it's been a little bit in between episodes. Uh, Life is crazy. (laughs) Just... So much going on in my world. Vehicle problems messed up. My kids are sick. Um, We've had family in the hospital. It's just been nuts. And so the reason I do things like this is it's kind of an outlet for me to kind of keep my mind off stuff. Some escapism, I guess, if you will. Um, So bear with me. I'm going to try to get another case up quicker than what I did last time and my goal is is to have a couple of these out a week I don't have a a set time that I do these things Um, I just try to keep it very consistent and not go like weeks or two weeks in between episodes so um, uh, so hopefully I'll have um, another case uh, on here um, before the end of next week I should so Um, but today I wanted to talk about something that really does fall in line with the term creepy stuff um it's uh this um this crime was committed all because of delusion mental illness um and belief in a supernatural entity um it gets pretty crazy so buckle up i guess um but today's credit goes to um Morbid podcast, red-handed podcast, Wikipedia. I used it to kind of get some. Uh, I've I've listened to this case so many times um, that I was able to tell what was true on Wikipedia or not, and I just needed some some time dates and things like that. Um, and then finally, uh, OprahDaily.com. So this case ultimately has a central figure involved in it that uh, doesn't exist. Um, even though there's some people that I do believe think that he does, um, even though I'll show you exactly how this person came to, came into existence in just a minute, but it's, uh, the central figure in this, the supernatural entity, uh, involved in this case is Slender Man. Slender Man, if you don't know, is a fictional, uh, uh, work, you know, it's, it's a fictional person, a fictional monster, um, that was created on the Something Awful uh, some of y'all probably remember this. Um, it shows my age a little bit, but online there's a place called Something Awful, and people can just you know put things on there. Um, Creepy Pasta is going to play a part in this. Um, so a lot of old school sites where people used to go on just to get scared. Um, but basically, on Something Awful there was a contest. Um, for a paranormal image contest and this person got on there this was back in 2009 uh, and they made this entity the slender man um, and then you, you probably seen pictures of him like the one is uh, the popular one is of slender man standing in the background of all these kids playing on the playground and it's very well done it's creepy they got their they understood the assignment so to speak um, it basically is this tall creature, no face, with a suit on, um, probably about 10 feet tall or so, just standing on a playground behind all these kids that are playing on 
um, slides and jungle gyms and whatever else. Um, and that's what he supposedly looks like. That's what the creator wanted him to look like was this tall, creepy man, no face, no with a suit on. And then people start talking about him having tentacles, things like that. So then it evolved from this picture into people making up myths and lore about him. And it just went viral. Um, they've made movies about Slenderman. You've heard of him. I know you have. Kids have talked about him. There's even a video game that I played once uh, about Slenderman. It's just, it, it is creepy. But it was all fictional. It was made to be, you know, just something, ghost story kind of thing. Slenderman um, has been just like a fear icon uh, as of the past, you know, maybe a decade, I guess. Guess it would be. Yeah, duh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so he uh, basically just became this nightmare figure that people talk about. Um, and some people say he hides in the woods. He, people can see him. He can make people sick when he's close by. They call it slender sickness. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. So with that being said, I want to go back to the year 2014 uh, in the good old state of Wisconsin and talk about how three girls were involved in a terrible incident that revolves around some jealousy, mental illness, and the belief of the supernatural entity that we just talked about called Slenderman. So, 12-year-olds Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser and Peyton Lutner were kind of like the three musketeers. These three spent days, you know, playing, having sleepovers, doing the in-general normal preteen girl stuff. Um, but all this would change, though, dramatically, because two of these girls began to take a dark interest in the character Slenderman. Anissa had found the website known as Creepypasta, makes me feel old, and began sharing her findings with Morgan. So Anissa and Morgan um, basically loved the stories and the lore of Slenderman in particular, and they began learning as much as they could about him. Um, and so both the girls even got to a point where they believed, or they said that they believed that they could see him. Uh, in dark corners in their houses, places, you know, in mirrors, things like that. Um, <clears throat> one of them even wrote in their diary um, letters to Slenderman. And so now Peyton, the third one of the Three Musketeers, wasn't much into the creepy stuff, and so she kind of shied away from all that. So that kind of gave the opportunity for Anissa and Morgan to grow closer since they had more of a simil similar interest in this area. So Anissa began to greatly dislike Peyton over time and began being mean to her. Now, Morgan and Peyton had already been friends. Anissa was kind of the newcomer. So you kind of see maybe there was like a territorial thing going on where Anissa wanted to be the new number one to Morgan. So there was a little bit of jealousy going on. Anissa eventually came up with the idea after studying about Slenderman so much. Um, and this idea was very, very crazy. But she wanted to become a proxy for Slenderman and told Morgan that there was a mansion. Both of them sat around talking about this and they both apparently believed that there was a mansion about 200 miles away in the Nicolette National Forest in Wisconsin. And in this mansion is where Slenderman lived. And they wanted to be proxies, basically representatives of Slenderman, and they wanted to live with him. Um, and in order to do that, though, they had to offer some form of sacrifice to prove their merit to him. So for five months, Morgan and Anissa began crafting their plan to offer their best friend Peyton 
to their tall, dark, and slender friend. They even made a secret language of code words so that they could talk about the plan even when Peyton was around. So this was definitely, definitely, like this is turning into this premeditated thing. So Morgan decided to have a sleepover for her birthday, and she invited her two friends, Anissa and Peyton. And the trio went to roller skate, and uh, then after they went back to the house, had a good time. But for some odd reason, though, Morgan wanted to go to bed early, and she wouldn't budge on that, um, which is really odd for a slumber party because, I know, even though I'm 34, I was 12 once, and trust me, all the slumber party sleepovers, stayovers, whatever you want to call it, that ever I that I did, like we didn't go to bed till the sun came up usually. So it was really odd that this group of preteen girls are in bed early that evening. The reason was is apparently the plan was to kill Peyton while she slept, but they decided after they had set their iPad alarm around 2 a.m. and woke up to do the deed, they said, no, let's give her one more morning to be alive. Now, this is creepy that some 12-year-old girls are coming up with this. These are kids saying this stuff. Um, like, where were the parents when they were looking up this weird junk on the Internet? Now, I'm not blaming creepy pasta or whatever. I like creepy stuff. I like talking about it. But there's age-appropriate stuff that kids need to be exposed to. And I think it's a safe bet you need to. And after you listen to this case, you'll probably agree. It's okay to check your browser history from time to time to see what your preteen or your kids or whatever age, you know, living in your house is looking at because it can have an influence on them. So they decided to let her live. And the next morning when they woke up, the girls went down uh, and had breakfast. Um, they were still in the home and they went to have breakfast. Uh, they had donuts and strawberries, apparently, and after they finished up eating, they decided they were going to go to the park. When they got to the park, Peyton was instructed to lay down in the public bathroom that they had in the park area and to go to sleep. Now, that's an odd request, um, and Peyton didn't want any part of that. I wouldn't want to lay my head down on anything close to a public bathroom floor, because that's disgusting. Um, but the reason they wanted her to do that was because Anissa had read online, once again, this is in her browser, so this is crazy, and it should have been spotted. Um, Anissa had read online that it was easier to kill someone when their eyes were closed, because then you wouldn't see your reflection in their eyes, um, and so you wouldn't, it wouldn't make you feel like you were stabbing yourself. That's creepy. That is beyond creepy. Um, oh, gosh. I'm just thinking of a 12-year-old thinking about this. Peyton, like I said, was like, I don't want no part of laying on the ground. This made Anissa aggravated, so she grabbed Peyton by the head and slammed her into the wall, uh, hoping it was going to knock her out, but it didn't do that. It just made her upset, and she ran out of the bathroom like, yeah, screw you guys. This is ridiculous. And um, Morgan, for whatever the reason, begins freaking out. Um, her and Anissa have been planning this for five months, and maybe she's just starting to get a little... Maybe the magnitude of it's starting to set in, or maybe she's just upset that uh, the plan's not going as smoothly as she would like it to. But for whatever reason, Morgan begins freaking out, and Anissa apparently is able to calm her down by petting her like a cat. There's this cat theme with Morgan. She likes cats, but she also believed, apparently, that when she became a proxy for Slenderman, she was going to be like his cat. So, some very delusional role play going on with her. So, Anissa and Morgan, after Morgan had been petted into a calm state, 
go out and they find Peyton, who's sitting on a park bench crying, and they convince her to go play hide-and-seek and that they would look for her. They wanted her to go in the woods and lay down and cover herself with leaves. And they told her that if she did that, then whatever game she wanted to play next, they would play it. <clears throat> you know, when you're a kid, I know some of us are probably thinking, you know, why in the world would she stick around after that? And I, I agree, I wouldn't want to. But when you're a kid, you just don't see things that way. Some, uh, you know, I've seen groups of kids, there's always the one sometimes, and in, I'm not saying all groups, but there's in some groups of kids, there's always the one that's kind of bullied but they stay around anyway because they really like the kids that are around. They think they're the cool group and they want to hang out with them. Um, and I think that might have been the case as to why Peyton was submissive to what they wanted, even though they just cracked her skull against um, a wall in the bathroom. You want to tell her, just run away, like get away. You want to just somehow transport back to that time, grab her and run, you know, and get her away from all, from these kids. But she says, yes, she's going to go hide. Um, and so when they got into the woods... And began looking for Peyton. Apparently, Peyton hears Anissa and Morgan arguing over who is going to stab her. Um, at that point, I would have ran, no matter how cool I would have thought they were. Um, but maybe she thought they were just goofing. So Anissa convinces Morgan that it has to be her that stabs Peyton because, you know, apparently, since they had been friends longer, um, it would mean more of a sacrifice to sacrifice someone you loved. Um, Slender Man would like that much better. And so she finally convinces her it has to be her. And when they find Anissa, or find Peyton, Morgan pounces on her and begins stabbing her. And she says this to her while this is going on. Morgan uh, looks at Peyton and says, Don't be afraid. I'm just a kitty cat. This is, this is like horror movie level. Like it's crazy. Um... Peyton stabbed, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Morgan stabbed Peyton 19 times all over her torso, 19 times. They then left after that, They after the stabbing's done, they tell Morgan, or I'm sorry, uh, they tell Peyton after she's been stabbed by Morgan 19 times, uh, if you lay down, um, it'll, it'll help the blood, uh, you won't pour out as much blood, that way you'll live longer, like, just crazy and then they said we're gonna go find help well Peyton knew that they weren't gonna go find help um, and she knew that she had to get away so she began crawling for her life when the girls left her As soon as they left and got out of sight Peyton uh, began crawling to try to find some help to try to get out of those woods Peyton was determined not to die, and she found her way to a patch of grass in the open, and a cyclist named Greg Steinberg found her. He just happened to be riding his bike by, and he sees this 12-year-old girl just stabbed and bleeding on the grass, and he calls 911. She nearly died, but she survived and was able to tell what had happened. So then the cops began to search for Anissa and Morgan, who had took off on foot somewhere. Anissa and Morgan had planned, after this stabbing, to literally walk to this mansion that they believed was in the middle of the Nicolette Woods um, to pledge their allegiance to Slender Man and say, hey, we did the thing. And um, they had walked for over five hours by the time police had caught up to them. They'd walked pretty far. Now, they've got the girls in custody. They didn't make it to this mansion that didn't exist in the middle of these woods. 
the cops get them and take them back to the station to question them. And this is the most, to me, this whole thing is disturbing, right? The Slenderman aspect of it literally like pales in comparison to this, the creepiness of what's about to happen. When they took the girls into these rooms to, to you know, talk to them and see what was going on, both of them were kind of calm and they weren't worried about it. They did not act like girls that had committed a murder or well, an attempted murder. They just acted normal. And so the first thing, uh, the first thing is whenever they're getting ready to question them. So here's where it gets kind of trippy. Like I said, both of them were just calm, not worried, just acting like just a normal day at the police station. The first thing Anissa has to say is, how far have I walked today? I'm not uh, athletic, so I would like to know. She wants to know how many miles she walked. Morgan, apparently, before anybody got into the room to interrogate her, um, she was just dancing. She was dancing around in circles, just pretending to be a fairy or something like just like nothing was wrong these girls just attempted murder but you wouldn't have any clue that like yeah i i it's it's just crazy more there's such a disconnect here like there's a psychopathic thing to this i'm not saying that to be insulting either like that's a thing like there seems to be no empathy sympathy anything in this um morgan as they talked to her, truly believed in Slenderman. Um, but Anissa, it's not so sure that she, you know, did, or, but it looked more likely that she might have used this Slenderman angle as a way to manipulate Morgan to kill Peyton since she didn't like her. She just didn't like Peyton being around him, and so maybe she used the delusion of Morgan to kind of manipulate her into doing this. Um, and to have her do it so that way her hands weren't on the um, the crime, so to speak. You know, she didn't stab her. She didn't do that, you know. So it almost seems like she manipulated Morgan into doing her dirty work. And some people may say, dude, she's 12. I'm like, yeah, but this same 12-year-old plotted a murder for five months. So, you know, don't rule her out because of her age. Now, I don't know that all to be true. Maybe she kind of believed, but it just seems to me like... She's just a psychopath, a sociopath, whatever you want to call it. She didn't have any empathy, did not care uh, if Peyton lived or died. Um, and then all she really cared about, too, she asked how far did she walk that day. But then Anissa asks, uh, so where, where's the body? And the cop was like, well, she lived. And she says, oh, well, then I can go to school tomorrow then, right? Like, so disconnected from this. Like there's something going on upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, this isn't normal at all. And see, Morgan tried to blame Anissa for stabbing Peyton, even though she's the one that did the actual stabbing, but she tried to make it out like Anissa did it. But then she turned around and admitted that she was the one that actually used the knife on her. She said that it didn't even feel like anything. Uh, when she stabbed her, she said it was just like stabbing air. And this is her quote. She said, you know, stab, 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 stabby, stab. That's what she said when talking about how she stabbed her and said it was just like slicing at air. She seems like she 
you know, as they talked to her, she's just completely into this Slender Man thing and believing that they were going to live with him and be his proxies and all this. And Anissa just said things that made her seem like she was just disconnected from empathy or sympathy and, and it seemed like she could be kind of manipulative. So whether Anissa believed or not, she still participated in all this, so she's just as guilty. But uh, it seems like more maybe she manipulated Morgan because Morgan really believed this. So, in December of 2017, we're going to fast forward, Anissa received the maximum 25 years in a mental health facility after pleading guilty to being an accomplice to second-degree intentional homicide. And in February 2018, Morgan received 40 years in a mental hospital after pleading guilty to attempted first-degree intentional homicide. So, they both ended up in mental facilities um, and... Peyton, like I said, survived to tell the story. Um, in fact, one of her quotes that she said, uh, well, she was glad that this happened in a way. Um, I'm going to paraphrase, but I promise this is what she said. But she said uh, she was kind of glad in a way she would thank them for what they did because it's helped her basically appreciate life and move forward and do the things she's done. Um, that's a pretty strong-willed girl. But she survived. She's kicking tail at life. And, you know... No one would have expected this to happen, but I think the warning in all this is make sure your kids aren't taking things too seriously that they're reading on the internet. And make sure you're monitoring their internet use because I'm not blaming creepypasta or, you know, sites that post creepy stuff. I like creepy stuff, but it's age appropriate. You know, it needs to be age appropriate. Like your kid... You know, if they're looking up things like how to get away with murder, which, by the way, I believe Anissa did, um, you might want to check in and see what you can do to step in and help because mental illness is a real thing, and sometimes it goes undetected and can lead to things like this. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the case, and get ready for the next one. God bless you. Take it easy.